What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got another episode for everybody. Brand new. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How are you? Doing great, man. Just uh, got to figure out what to do between this two-week stint of the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> I know. This, I always felt like this two weeks feels like it lasts forever. Yeah, and then all the sports shows, all they want to do is talk about the, the damn Super Bowl, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, football's the, football's the biggest sport. Got a lot of build-up. Got, got, you know, a lot to talk about for two weeks. Yep. I mean, but let's get right into it, man. We had this uh, previous AFC uh, uh, well, championship weekend wrapped up. On the AFC side, we had the uh, Ravens versus the Chiefs. Chiefs hold out on the on the on the Ravens, man. Ravens just couldn't get it done, man. Yeah, I, you know, I think that, you know, I, I I sort of saw this coming, not to this extent, but but this is kind of how how I thought the game might play out. Um, you know, Casey's defense shows up in the playoffs. Spagnola uh, called another great game. Uh, they were able to keep keep Lamar uh, under control. Um, Lamar didn't, you know, throw the ball that well. Uh, he had a couple nice pass to Flowers. Uh, Flowers had that costly turnover, trying to reach for the goal line. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, Mahomes uh, and Kelsey did what they needed to do and, and, and uh, ended up, you know, taking it down. It's a low-scoring game, but, but that's all you needed to do is win. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, if Zay Flowers didn't fumble that ball going, in, going, going into the end zone, uh, we might might have a different game, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely. You know, having that extra the extra touchdown there changes things clearly. But uh, but yeah, I mean, this is you know, I felt like the Ravens made a couple of dumb plays. I was one of them. Van Noy uh, headbutting Travis Kelsey. I think it was Jadavian Clowney basically clotheslining uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, just just can't happen. Yeah, too many uh, too many too too many mistakes. Hopefully the Ravens bounce back. I mean, they got a bright future with, uh, you know, their quarterback. They got a nice little stud wide receiver in Zay Flowers. And then hopefully they get to healthy uh, running backs and uh, tight end. So I was surprised they didn't go to Andrews any much. So. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised that Andrews wasn't, wasn't a bigger um, bigger factor in that game. But, uh, but you know, they, they did rely on Isaiah, Isaiah Likely a lot while he was out. So. Uh, and some of the other guys. So I think Lamar got kind of comfortable thrown to to Flowers and and Likely, and so it usually takes. I think even with guys like that, a couple of weeks to get really back back in the swing of things. Yeah, but they, I, like I'm surprised they didn't run the ball as much. Uh, that I'm Chiefs, surprised about. Yeah, the Chiefs went ahead and uh, ran the ball like crazy. Um, you know, I feel like they kind of go how Pacheco goes. Uh, he gives them that uh that dynamic run game. Even though he's not, I want to say he's like the greatest runner, but he's he's one of the hardest runners I've ever seen. Oh yeah, it's crazy. He runs like he's uh, he's just pissed like off. Kicking the ground like. Yeah. But it's definitely uh, definitely gonna be needed, especially against his next opponent. Mm-hmm. And then on the NFC side, we had the uh, the 49ers and the Lions. I ain't gonna lie, man. I thought it was over, man. I took the Lions over. I took the Lions plus 300. I was about to. I thought it was over, man. And all I, of a sudden, I, halftime came and uh, Lions could put up a single more point. point. Yeah. I, Part of me felt like that it wasn't over, but you know, the Lions dominated that first half, and, and you know, on on both offense and defense, and and 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it was the lack of, you know, changes after the half or what. Obviously, Sam Fran came out. They, they, they came down, scored a field goal quickly. I felt like you know, that was the point when, when Detroit went down and went for it on fourth and two, didn't get it. That's when, when the game kind of totally changed. And I, and I think you're, you know, basically gave all the momentum back to, to San Francisco. And I know, you know, um, Dan Campbell's been doing this all year, but, but I feel like sometimes, you know, you have to kind of step back in the situation and say, all right, look, they, they scored a quick field goal. We come down, match them. We're back to a three possession game. And, and, you know, we, we, we kind of slow that momentum. You saw it, you know, and for me, most famously in, in that Patriots uh, Falcon Super Bowl is that Falcons just didn't score, you know, didn't have the opportunity to score to kind of slow the Patriots down. And I felt like that's what was missing in this. They needed to just, you know, slow San Fran down, um, kick the field goal. You get the three possession game and you also make, you know, San Fran start with the ball to 25 instead of the 40. So, yeah, I, th- I felt like that. And then obviously the, the, the ball that hit off of uh, the defenders face mask and bounce into Ayuk's hand. Bad luck, obviously, but mm-hmm. it, it's, it's what happens in these, in these kind of games sometimes. Yeah, man. That's what I said. If, uh, and I, I knew once he didn't kick that field goal, it was going to come back down to it. man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't love that call. I, I don't, I don't, I, you know, the second one people were complaining about, I mean, I, I don't mind it there, but that first one, it just felt like just kick the field goal and, and take the points and, and, and move on. Definitely, man. I think I think sometimes you just got to know when to hold them. You got to know when yeah. to fold them, man. Yeah, for sure. That was that was one of the times just to fold them and uh, get those uh get the extra point. Right. But I mean, hopefully this is a learning lesson for them. Um, like I said, just another team with a bright future. I mean, because of that uh Stafford trade, I mean they picked up so many young pieces that uh they're gonna be good to go for a while. They're just gonna need mm-hmm. to build on that defense and they'll be right back in uh right back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Then for Super Bowl, I mean, we have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the uh, San Francisco 40, San Francisco 49ers, a rematch of the uh, Super Bowl about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 49ers are favored in this one, man. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, it opened it. I think it opened it like three and a half. It's already down to one. I, I like, <laughs> I've been telling you since the playoffs started, what, what have I been saying? I'm not betting against Mahomes until someone can beat him. Uh, and, and for me, this is going to be no different. I'm on the Chiefs, uh, I, you know, until you can prove otherwise, uh, I'm taking Mahomes and, and Kelsey. Yeah, man. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, just just, just the fact that the Lions did what they did to them for that first half, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's going to give the Chiefs a lot of tape to do what they need to do in order to uh, wind it up on them. So they come, they, they're coming together at the right time. Their offense struggled most of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, now in the playoffs, I mean, everybody's running on, on full cylinders, whether it be Rice. You got your boy uh, uh, Kelsey Pacheco, uh, even the other secondary pieces like the backup tight end Gray, and then uh, some of the other receivers. Uh, I think uh, Scantley caught a big pass, so those guys were dropping balls all year. And supposedly they haven't uh, activated Tony. I don't think they uh, let, let him play in this one. <laughs> did that? Have you? Did you read that that story? Right? Yeah. They, how he, he, you know, they 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 obviously deactivated him and and said it was a hip injury slash personal reasons, and he. Had the stones to come out and say oh, he was healthy. He was healthy. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, we knew you were healthy. We're trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. They just told you dropping the ball, man. 
you want us to cut you instead? I mean, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just I couldn't believe he said that. I would just been you know sitting in my house just relaxing, collecting my paycheck. Yep, and collecting another Super Bowl ring, man. Yeah, um, exactly. But this is this about to be his last year there. But hey, you got two Super Bowl rings, so I mean, can't can't complain too much. Exactly. And then uh, another news in the NFL wasn't really much else. I mean, they, they still got the Commanders and the Seahawks jobs open up, still open. I don't think anybody wants those jobs. Um, ben Johnson bowed out. He's going to stick in Detroit. Yeah, so <laughs> he's uh nah, I ain't doing this, man. Um, yeah, do you blame him? No, I mean, I mean, the Commanders did get sold. I mean, that might be the only thing, but it's still just so much dysfunction there. You don't even know what's going to happen with the new owner. And then you got the Seahawks, on the other hand. Not a... Uh, not a bad franchise, but uh, I think the fact that you have um, Pete Carroll taking a like a like a, a job upstairs, so to say, like a, a advisory role. How much? How much is he? Uh, how much say so does he have, and what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess one of the upsides of that job is uh, the GM there, Schneider, is one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. So, you know, th- there is that, and, and you know, I don't think that's a it's a bad roster you're walking. I don't think. I honestly don't think either of them are like terrible rosters to walk into. Maybe Seattle's a little better. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, you know, outside of Ben Johnson, I guess Aaron Glenn, maybe, but like who else is, you know, prime to take one of these jobs? I mean, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't, uh, I didn't hear anything about, uh, your boy Eric, uh, interviewing for the head coaching job. So I thought that was weird too. I wonder what, I wonder what he's going to do. But I mean, we seen we seen what Washington did before. I mean, they had they had about six, seven, eight guys in their camp that could have been head coaches that ended up being head coaches otherwhere and winning Super Bowls that uh they didn't give a chance to. So, mm-hmm. and uh the other news I thought was interesting. I heard uh they said Belichick is uh sitting on the Giants job, man. Yeah, that's that's kind of the rumor out there, right? He's sitting on that or a potential Dallas job. And, but he he obviously would prefer the the Giants. I think that's like his dream job, right? I mean, to to be the head coach there. So, but I don't know. Does he take a year off and say, "Do I want to go back to this?" He'll be he'll be what seventy two next year. Like I don't know. If you take a year off, I'd be like, I'm done. Well, yeah, maybe this is the the break he's needed before he goes back. I mean, that's kind of where his career all started. Um, he's good. Supposedly, he's got good uh, friends with the family. So, I mean, it wouldn't be uh. It'd be right up his alley. Um, oh, agreed. I'm just like, you know, at that at that age, why would you want to come back and, I mean, what would you do? It would be like a two or three year deal, right? I can't I can't imagine him going much past 75. I don't know. It just seems seems like a lot for a guy that age. Yeah, but I mean, he's been doing it so long. I mean, that's yeah. like all he knows 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 how to do. So sure. I feel like some some athletes, if they could play it into the into the 70s, they would. Yeah. And this is him, you know, doing what he loves to do. Sure. It's not like he has like young kid, young kids or anything like that. Right. He's 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 just got time on his hands. And I feel like yeah. when a lot of people get old, they don't really feel like sitting at home retiring or uh, he doesn't seem like the type. Like if he goes on vacation, I can't picture him smiling on a vacation. No. Yeah, I feel like I feel like football is uh what 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 gets him out of bed and makes him smile. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, on to the NBA. Uh, not too much here. We're still uh, waiting for some teams to make some big trades. Um, Warriors came out and they said they refused to trade uh, Steph Curry, uh, but there's a possibility uh, your boy Clay Thompson or uh, and uh, Draymond Green might get traded. 
Yeah, I, I'm not shocked. I'm not gonna. I, I don't. I don't think that he ever trades stuff unless he demands that, which I doubt he would ever do. Um, but but yeah, I could definitely get moved and, and and figuring out, you know, what what can you do over the next couple of years here, Steph? Because he'll be, he you know, he's the same age as as us. I think he'll be 38, 30, 39. You know, heading mm-hmm. heading towards forty. So what do you do there? Do you you know, ultimately you're gonna have to end up blowing it up. So yeah, I wonder if he retires before he gets traded. So. That'd be interesting. Yeah, but but yeah, you know, I think I think there's some interesting moves that can be made. I mean, what are the Lakers going to do? They're going to, I mean, LeBron's got one or two years left, and and they have no cap room or anything like that. So do they look to start to try to move some pieces around and see what they can do there? I don't know. There's there's a lot of questions with these aging, a couple of these aging stars. Yeah, man, because they uh they can't keep up. Um, no, they need they're going to need a lot of help, especially with all these uh, young guys coming up out of the woodwork, so yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see. And then uh, that's the thing I can't really see Steph on another team. No, um, he could, I can't. Be I, like, I can't even. It'd be, it'd, it'd be like Jordan, like right at the end, going to like the Wizards. Like if he came to like the the Hornets uh, for like a, a year or two, I, I could kind of see that maybe. But that at that point, it's just you know trying to trying to sell some tickets. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't really. It's not really. A, I see. I, I can't see a contender trading for him. Um, no, to say, no. Uh, without giving up a lot, so as I say, he's pretty much gonna be stuck there, man, till uh, till he, till it's time to go. Yeah, I think so. And then uh, it wasn't really anything else. Uh, I don't know if you saw your boy uh, Embiid ducking the smoke from Joker um, <laughs> the other night. Yeah, I mean, so so we've had we had a couple of big big scoring games, and and Embiid is one of them over the past you know probably ten days or so. Uh, and then yeah, then he d- ducks out against against the joker and, and philly ends up losing it's just like i don't know um i think i was listening to bill simmons and he's like he's like for me for, for him right the debate's over like there's no debate between Jokic and, and Embiid. It's, it's Jokic by a million um because he he's the, he shows up every day i mean Embiid may not even be eligible for the mvp um which is kind of crazy uh yeah but, they said uh they said he's gonna miss if he missed five more games he's out yeah so like and and he he doesn't they haven't they haven't made it to an Eastern Conference Final. Uh, he he misses these you know these games like I don't know just too often, right? So yeah, I mean I'm I'm almost with Simmons on this one. I kind of agree. Like for me, uh, cool. You put up seventy seventy three points, like, and then you know two days later you're you're missing a, a big game against a contending team that would kind of you know show you how how you stack up against the West. Uh, so. I don't know. Yeah, man, it, it just uh, the, the best of, of uh, ability is availability, and uh, right, he's not exactly. been available uh, exactly. majority of his, majority of his career, and um, that's the, I think that's the thing that's going to hinder him from being mentioned with the greats. Um, he's definitely somebody with a lot of potential. Uh, people feel like if he was if he was to turn it on, he would be one of the best. But it just seems like he can't stay healthy, or you know, I want to say he's taking games off on purpose, but. It is what it is, man. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting to see how they finish this year, yeah. Uh, because they're probably they might be a first round exit, depending on how things shake up. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't think there was anything else in the NBA outside of that. No. And then uh, on to MLB, wasn't really much here. Uh, Orioles got sold as uh, what is it, one point seven? One point, yeah, one point seven five. Yeah, Peter Angelos bottom for. I want to say they said 100, 175 million in in like the early two thousands. 
and then yeah, sold sold for uh, ten times that. I, I I think that people had some issues with the Angelos family, but but overall, I think they've. Uh, uh, the, I think it was John Angelos was the one that they liked, or I forget. Anyways, um, I don't know. I you know this is one of those ones where I'm like, I feel like the Orioles have like a kind of a, a rabid fan base, but but they don't. You know, when the team has been so bad for so long that I don't know that they just stopped showing up or, or what. But you were able, you know, living in the in the in, in Massachusetts, it was almost cheaper to spend a weekend going to Camden Yards than it was to go to one game at Fenway for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess win for him, obviously. But <laughs> what does this mean for some of the other fran- You know, like smaller franchises, like uh, you know the Royals or, or someone like that. You know, if if they ever go to sell, it's it's these, these even these smaller smaller teams are 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 putting up big uh, big valuations. Oh yeah, but um, I feel I feel like they uh they still would go for a decent amount. Um, I mean, just won't be like that top end where it's like five six billion uh, type of dollars. But I yeah, mean, if you bought one of these teams that. Uh, let's say a, a hundred, a hundred million, or even less. Um, I mean, that's so much return on your money. I mean, you can't really complain too much. Yeah, Peter Angelos bought the Orioles for 173 million. Yeah, I mean, that's ten times, man. So <laughs> it's a lot of money. Yeah, and you can you can probably flip that and go buy something else. I mean, <laughs> if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, it's not even. I mean, man, that's a lot of that's a lot of zeros, man. Um, I'll definitely get in trouble with that. Um, <laughs> and there wasn't really much else in uh, MLB going on either. So, no, it's it's been been pretty quiet out there. Still, still some some free agents that are uh, you know waiting to sign. I was I was just you know reading Jordan Montgomery, Cody Bellinger, some of these guys that uh, still still waiting. It's kind of weird, but this is kind of the way that the baseball free agency has gone the past few years. Yeah, I feel like they take their time when it comes to uh, free agency. It's like the first few guys go, and then everybody else just got to wait. Yeah. And then uh, on to NHL. I mean, they're getting ready to uh, for uh, All-Star Weekend. I mean, record-wise, I mean, pretty much the same. I mean, we got Boston. Boston in the mix, number one. Got the Panthers up in there. We got Tampa. We got New York, Carolina, Philly, and Detroit. That's what it's looking like the playoff-wise, playoff race. On the west side, we got uh, Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Vegas, Edmonton, and uh, L.A. and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's really it, man. Uh, uh, did you uh, get a chance to see the, see the selections? For the All-Star game? Yeah. I did not yet, no. Oh, okay. What? No. Oh, Maybe. you mean, oh, the, the uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah. Sorry, I did see the selections. I didn't know if it was like I forget how they do this in the NHL. It changes every year, uh, whether they're picking teams or or how they're doing it. I think it. I think they last year they do like four on four on four on four. So I don't know. I did see the the selections for the All Star team. I guess. Yeah. So I mean, um, pretty much same uh, people up in there: um, Matthews, Riley, McDavid, Dristel, Maker, Hughes. Both oh yeah, so they're doing um, they're doing that that kind of that four four v four that I was talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, you got yeah. Austin Matthews, Morgan Riley, Connor McDavid, Drysidel, McKinnon, Kale McCarr, uh, Quinn, Jack Hughes. I, I I just was watching this today, but um, so Jack Hughes, uh, one probably one of the better centers in the league, plays for New Jersey. Uh, he's on my fantasy team, by the way. Um, <laughs> he uh, he's been out for a while, something like that, and uh, you know he's he's still not back with the team yet, but he wants to play an All Star weekend, and and you know there's some there was some like chatter about like how does this make sense as a guy like doesn't won't hurry to get back for his team but wants to play an all-star weekend like seems seems like there's something wrong with that yeah man um feels like a joel and b type of situation yeah um but i mean hey i mean his team is i want to say doing the great they're, well they're not doing they're, they're doing all right but they're doing all right. um it's just maybe maybe he feels like uh his time is uh being wasted there that's just that maybe he's healthy to play, but you know, faking the funk, and then uh, yeah, gives 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 him a reason to go out and play. So yeah, he, I don't hasn't know. Play, he hasn't played in three weeks, uh, four weeks almost actually. Yeah, that's a long time, man. That's a lot of games you missed, man. Oh, they just sorry. I I, I read that this afternoon, and and two hours ago they said he will not participate in all star events. So there oh. it is. <laughs> oh. But I mean, even if he did, I mean, uh, I think that would be definitely suspect. So yeah. Uh, agreed. We had a PG, PGA event wrap up. I don't think you got finished in the top five, man. He was he he, uh, he got in the top five with two holes to go, and then he double bogeyed seventeen, and then he birdied eighteen to get to nine under, but it wasn't good enough. I think he finished tied tied for sixth. So that's on yeah. me. Now it's on him, man. Coming after him, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah, so, uh, it was actually a, a pretty lively ending. I don't know if you caught any of it, but uh, uh, Pavin, the uh, uh, rookie uh, from from France, actually been on the, the DP World Tour, the European Tour for a while. He's so one over there. He's actually been playing really well, which is kind of how he uh, he got onto this event because the DP World Tour, the top ten uh, in 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 Europe get basically get a PGA tour card so they can play any PGA tour events that they want. Um, and uh, so he, so he got into this event and yeah, basically he was on 18, had a one stroke lead, was in some really thick, rough and Torrey pines and just hit a miraculous shot and, uh, and drained the pot to, to win it. It was, it was, it was pretty exciting. I mean, Nikolai Hogard um, had a, had a putt also to, to, to tie for the lead that he just missed. Um, so it was a, it was a fun, fun little ending there. Yeah. That, that always is when, um, you know, those, those persons, you know, coming from behind and hitting those last shots or, um, yeah. doing the unthinkable to, uh, you know, keep the lead. So, yeah, exactly. Those are, those are fun. Uh, end of the game, uh, end of the, end of the uh, round, it comes down to the last, uh, last group. Um, but yeah, this week, this week they're, they're up in, uh, up in Pebble, uh, up in, you know, San Francisco area for the Pebble Beach Pro Pebble Beach. It's Pebble Beach mm-hmm. Pro Am. I don't know. I don't, know they, I don't know if they changed it or they're just you know still the Pebble Beach Pro Am. Anyways, you got you got a, a weekend up up at uh, one of the most famous courses in the world. So this event previously, I feel like not a lot of pros used to play in it. Um, and I I don't know if this is an elevated event or not. I don't think it is. 
but you're starting to see some of the some of the bigger pros um, uh, start to play start to play this event. So you'll have uh, some some guys making their their debut on the year. Uh, you got Rory coming uh, back from Dubai. You'll have Matt Fitzpatrick. You got Spieth, uh, Dustin Thomas. Um, you know, some of the some of the guys have already been out there: Shoffley, Scheffler, Max Homa. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it's it's it should be a good event. I mean, I mean, I love watching it because it's like you know, it's one one of those. Um, oh, it is a twenty million dollar event, so it is it is elevated. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, you know, uh, it, it's one of those courses you play on simulators and. And you, I've played on video games since I was a kid, so it's cool to see the holes uh, in person. And the greens there are just so tiny, uh, and the wind is obviously uh, a factor being right on the ocean. And I don't think the weather is going to be that good uh, this weekend. So um, could be could be some interesting scores. And uh, who who you liking this one to uh, finish in the top five? Oh, I like I like Spieth. Uh, I like Spieth. He he usually plays well here. Uh, I like uh, I, I do like Rory. Um, he's been playing just really well uh, over in Dubai. Um, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, I do. Okay, I have to have to check the lines on those. Yeah, and and, and I you know I'm a I'm a big Sung JM fan, so you can always throw him in a in a top five for me. See what that payout's looking not looking like. Then uh, I think that's it for uh, PGA too. I don't think there's anything else. NCAA wasn't really nothing. Other than it's just UConn and, and everyone else. Yeah, for the men's and then uh, yeah. South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Then uh, it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. We got another edition of JD's Bites and Brew. What you got for us? All right, so we did a, 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 a veggie uh, pasta with um, with some uh, chicken sausage. So uh, just a, a veggie bake. Uh, it was uh, asparagus, mushrooms, zucchini, um, onion, and sun-dried tomatoes. And basically what we did is just threw some uh, uh, head of that Borson cheese. Have you seen, you've seen the Borson cheese, right? that kind of garlic and herb kind of, you know, circular looking cheese, um, th- throw that in the middle. Uh, so then roasted everything, uh, for about 20 minutes and then mixed it together. And while that was being made, um, cooked up some pasta, some, some, some ziti. And, uh, okay. when that was done, essentially pulled the, pulled the vegetables out, mixed that together, put the pasta in there, mixed that all together, and then just topped it with some, uh, some, some chicken sausage. That we uh, grilled up. Okay. Yeah, solid. No. Um, one thing I would I would do differently next time is uh, I probably for like the zucchini and yeah, probably most of the vegetables I probably fry them up for a few minutes just to get them a little crisp. I like my vegetables a little crisper anyways, but but I felt like they yeah. needed they probably needed a little more time cooking. Yeah, I think I think they uh, taste the vegetables taste better way uh, when they're nice and crispy, like uh, yeah, especially like broccoli or. Um, oh yeah. So. Sounds good, man. And then, uh, yeah, what'd you guys uh, drink that down with? All right, so I uh, I actually got this by by accident, but um, so you know, I I tend to go through these phases where I kind of get sick of beer for like a you know I have a couple beers one night and I'm like yeah, I'm done done for the weekend I'm gonna switch over to something else and and you know that 
ranges from margaritas to bourbon to white claws, just, just depending on the way. So anyways, I, I, I saw this, um, just looking for like, kind of like locale type drinks. And I saw this, uh, it was called flying. It's from flying embers, uh, orange passion mimosa. And I was like, Oh, that sounds good. But what I didn't realize is that it was a hard kombucha. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Got it. uh, so, uh, uh, and, but, you know, I was like, whatever, I already bought it. It was, you know, wasn't that expensive and, and honestly no sugar or anything in it. So I was like, I'll give it a, I'll give it a chance. And, uh, turned out it was, it was actually pretty good. You know, it's, it's definitely like a, a, I would say like a palate cleanser, but I did feel like it was, it was easy to drink, uh, refreshing, you know, it had, I honestly didn't get like a mimosa flavor to it. I think it was more, to me, it was just more like tropical, like more of like a tropical type drink. But but overall, I you know I was I was impressed with it. Um, wasn't expecting that. I was expecting there's another one that kind of is right next to this uh, in, in the fridge uh, that I've got before that's more like a mimosa flavor. So anyways, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I, I'd probably give it a seven point eight. Oh man, I thought it was gonna crack the eight, but I still I still pretty good for uh, something you didn't didn't even mean to pick up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it and they and they come in at six point nine percent ABV, uh, and like I said, really easy to drink. You could you can hammer down a few of these pretty quickly. So that's bad, man. That's bad. Definitely be careful. <laughs> yeah, those those sleepers uh they get you, man. Like, anybody see uh so and so? Yeah, he's in the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what's funny? That reminds me of uh of Hogue. Hogue used to mm. drink like three or four beers and then throw up and then like be perfectly fine the rest of the night. <laughs> It was so random, man. Such a weird move. Yeah. He's like, I'm ready to go, bro. <laughs> All right, man. All right. All right, man. Let's go. <laughs> Hold on. I got to throw up first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good times, man. It definitely yeah. sounds good, man. A, pl- a pleasant surprise. So It was a pleasant surprise, yeah. Uh, that's JD's Bite to Brew, everybody. And then uh, this week for the BRRs, checked out uh, one new show. We have our returning show. We had a... Uh, True Detective? Yeah, Drew De- True, True, De- True Detective. Like county just kept pop, popping in my head, but I was like, "That's not the name." <laughs> uh, so they put out the uh, the third episode to get some more information as far as uh, uh, the other or well, the, the fact that some people know about the relationship, some people didn't between a sister and uh, the other guy. And uh, I knew I knew that uh, the detective was up to something, man. The other guy. Which which other guy? Uh, the dad. Uh, I forgot his the name. Dad. Yeah, no, the one that nobody likes. Oh yeah, yeah, the dad's. Dad's got—he's a little greasy. Yeah, I, I also feel like her daughter's gonna get killed. So, which one? Um, Jody, Jody Foster's daughter. Oh, the step, the step, the stepdaughter. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't seem too, uh, too bright. Like she's, she's kind of getting into the, you know, maybe, maybe in with the wrong crowd, with a, with a, not really understanding what that crowd's all about. Yeah, but I want, they didn't really give us a backstory on her either, like her. No. So um, no, because and, and and they've kind of referenced it now a couple of times where they're like, oh, your mom, and she's like, well, she's not my mom, she's my stepmom. Yeah, but you could tell that Jodie Foster, like, it's one of those things where she like wants to be her mom, but not really, kind of thing. Yeah, but she's like trying to protect her. But yeah. I feel like there's, there's another there's a there's a backstory to that why she's oh, in yeah. charge of her. So definitely. And then uh, when Homegirl was in the hospital and uh, Homeboy stood up, <laughs> that was, was like, oh yeah, it's getting juicy, man. <laughs> He, yeah, so I, I, I now I'm curious, right? Because it, it seems like you know all these people have these visions of of this person that we're 
we're assuming is behind all this this uh spirit and mm-hmm. you know, saying she's awake and and you know we've heard it now a few times so kind of curious to see what what this is all about and who who she is and and what she's doing awake and how she's you know manifesting herself in uh you know different people yeah and i suppose that's her mother so she was he was like uh no uh, she said she said your mother he said your mother uh, wants to talk to you so i'm guessing that whatever that spirit is 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 you know conversing with the dead maybe man i don't know man it's getting, it's getting it's getting spooky, man. I like I like it though. I like it. Yeah, and and then there was that other the other part there where the the uh, the veterinarian was is in there, and they're like, because they were just assuming that they had died from from the cold. He's like, no. He's like, these, yeah, they've been these dead. Guys, these guys were all dead before they before they froze. So that's that's also interesting. Like, how did they all die? Like right there, uh, you know what was going on? He said it looked like someone was scratching his eyes out. So yeah, a lot a lot going on. Yeah, especially for them to die the way they right. died, so to say, and then so pretty much like they died and then they just put them outside, so to say. Yeah. Uh, so they were like already in those poses as far as like mm-hmm. the screaming stuff like that. So, so that that just makes it more interesting. And I was curious too because I thought it would be more of a person because of the clues they have from the first season with the little spiral thing, but but maybe it's like a kind of like a demonic type of cult type of thing. So. Yeah. It'd be cool if she ended up calling uh, uh, Homeboy from the first season. Yeah, that would be interesting. And then outside of that, I mean, uh, I checked out the Griselda series on Netflix. Uh, pretty short, only six episodes. Honestly, uh, I thought it would be a lot better just because I thought they would get more into how she became who she became. Like, they didn't really give the full story. It was only six episodes, so they kind of, like, jam-packed everything in. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of see her, like, after she kills her second husband. And then moves to Miami and then, uh, you know, starts to dabble in the drug, the drug game. But she was already in it before that up in New York. So they didn't really get into that, that, you know, that aspect of it. And then they kind of like sped through of how she did what she did. And then they uh, like all of a sudden now she has a a fourth kid. So um, they didn't really show her pregnant or, you know, giving birth or anything like that. The baby just pops up. And then uh, there was just it was just I felt like some other stuff was missing. Ultimately, it was okay. It's not a bad. It's not a bad show, but for me, that likes the narco series. I like when they really get into the nitty gritty of both sides of you know um, when they show like the actual footage of what happened versus you know what what right. the, what they reenact on the TV show. And the only other thing I probably might gripe about it was probably like they made her seem like she was like remorseful when supposedly that wasn't the case. I mean, she okay. was like as vicious as they came uh, when it came to uh, you know whacking off where I had to get whacked off, boss. But ultimately, not a bad show. And then outside of that, it wasn't really much else. You know, waiting for some of these other new shows to start. Um, you know, they got Halo coming soon, mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. We got the February shows coming. They got the Walking Dead spinoff. I don't know if I'm watching that. Uh, Abbott's Elementary is coming back, if you haven't checked that out. Pretty good show. It's like The Office, but uh, it's in school. Netflix got The Avatar coming out the end of February. So, um Hopefully we start getting more and more stuff to uh, check out. So, yeah, uh, you know, starting starting to get some some shows rolling in. I don't know if you did catch uh, the American Nightmare yet or not. Yeah, I finished that. Um, I actually saw the like it was like a 2020 on it first, and then uh, mm-hmm. um, ended up watching the Netflix series. So pretty much the same thing, um, but you kind of hear from uh, the the girl who was uh, kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it's just crazy how they didn't do any anything. Like even when he came and reported that she was missing, they didn't even go look for her. I know it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy because his his story was so insane that they didn't they didn't like they just didn't believe him. Like it just it just it kind of goes to show you like once sometimes like once these guys get like get it made up in their mind that this is this is the you know we got the killer and and we'll figure out how he did it later kind of thing. It's like they don't they they don't back down. They don't they don't you know they ignore a lot of stuff. They don't you know listen. They you know it's just like nope. This is it. He's lying about everything, and um, that's that. And I, I, there were a few weird things in that that they never kind of came back to, like why, you know, why this guy was targeting Andrea specifically and, and accidentally got this other girl. That one didn't make sense to me. And then, like, the whole, you know, Andrea was dating or someone was dating the FBI guy. I think it was Andrea or ex-boyfriend yeah, the ex. of the FBI guy. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of fishy. Like there's a few things in there that they, I felt like they could have uh, delved a little deeper on, but but they didn't. But yeah, I mean, imagine being that the 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 girl who got you know kidnapped and raped, and like nobody believes you. And because again, your story's just like so outlandish. Like, why did he just drop you off at your house 48 hours later? Right? Like, yeah, he he wanted ransom, and then he didn't get it, and he just dropped you off. Like, okay. I don't know. It was it was kind of an interesting story. I I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't believe her at first either. I was like, she made this up. Yeah, because it, it seemed kind of funny when like she was like just dropped off and like you see her walking like back to the house. Yeah, like she's not even like I, running. I, she's just, like sunglasses just on. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, it's crazy that he gave up that much information as well. So yeah, like the uh, the uh, the guy that committed the crime. Uh, I don't remember his name. Like when he told her like, don't tell him I'm a vet and like all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. College educated and what have you. Yeah, yeah. Then he emailed in like, oh, she did, she did like get kidnapped rather than so, like. I feel like that's just not- one of those guys that that wants to get caught, right? But wants wants it to be a challenge. But like the, the, the other thing was, oh, that that one part where they're like, if they had, she tried calling him, or they tried, he tried, I don't know, they tried calling him. Uh, someone tried calling him from. Um, oh yeah, her, the, her phone was still on. Yeah, and if his phone was, they took his phone and they turned it off and they oh, they put it in airplane mode. So if he he would have gotten the call, it would have pinged them within like 200 feet of the of where she was being held. Like the 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 policing behind it was just terrible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I, like if they, I feel like I said, when he went and reported, they didn't even like it wasn't even like okay, let's go check the her house, let's see what's going on, like. They they just investigate. They were just like interrogating the, the boyfriend oh, at yeah. the police station, and I'm only surpri- I'm surprised they only got like 2.5 for that man. That's crazy. Oh I know. <laughs> well they settled. They settled for 2.5. They're probably like, whatever. Like, um, but yeah, and I can't believe no one lost their job. Like, it just looks it looks so bad from the outside. Yeah, and the fact that the like super uh was like superintendent or whatever uh came on the news broadcast and called her a liar and all this stuff. Oh yeah, I was like, "Damn, you guys are you guys are stupid out there." Mean, meanwhile, the the other cops in the other county, they they do like two things: they find a, a fingerprint, well not fingerprint, but they find like the hair and like oh yeah, they call around and it's like, "Bam, they figure it out." Yeah, right, exactly. But yeah, man, that's pretty much. It. I don't know if you checked out anything else. I watched. Uh, I did. I watched the Hill the movie with Dennis Quaid and um, about a about his uh, his son who was disabled and. You know, basically 
all all his dream was to ever do was to become a professional baseball player. Um, but he had some bad legs, and uh, you know, they came from a, a Catholic family uh, or a, not a Catholic family, a uh, pastor's family. Basically, his dad was like, you know, you're not allowed to play baseball, so they had to kind of like sneak around and play. And and uh, you know, he um, ultimately, you know, got on a high school team and and kind of injured himself. You know, while the scouts were scouts looked after, but ultimately, you know, he got to do what he wanted to do, um, played baseball, and and then, you know, I don't know if he if it gets into his professional. He did end up playing like semi professionally, I think. He never made it to the majors, but just like a, kind of like a feel good story about a kid who could barely walk that turned into a, you know one of the best hitters in 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 all of uh, Texas. I mean, that's a great story, man. Yeah. Some some of these things you can't make up. So no. You, that that reminded me of uh the movie I just saw the uh the uh what's this damn movie called the the pool no what is it called uh Night Swim mm. so it's pretty much about a family that moves into a town um the husband's a baseball player that's injured so that's what that's what reminded me of it oh okay then the pool is like haunted and they got to figure out what's going on and how to stop it gotcha but uh it's pretty much it man all right ladies and gentlemen until next time until next time Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out, being on the Sports Sidebar Podcast, give y'all something to ride out on. <laughs>